Welcome to Meta Talks. I'm Gabby, co-founder of Meta. We exist to improve the sustainability and accessibility of innovation. In this season of our podcast, we have some amazing discussions planned to help you build and run more sustainable businesses. We will also look at ecosystem improvement, education, diversity, and transformative innovation. As always, we want all episodes to not just be interesting, but also useful and practical. My co-founder Will and I will be your hosts for this season, and we'll be joined by great guests and members of our amazing Meta team. Welcome back to Meta Talks. I'm Will, one of the founders and directors at Meta. This is episode eight of our second podcast season, and today I'm delighted to be joined by our program associate, Dana, and very special guest, Ricardo Monagas, who is CTO at Total Control. Total Control are a digital inventory innovation company helping restaurants, hotels, municipalities, and consumers to ditch manual processes and prevent food waste. Their user-friendly technology allows you to gain total control over your inventory all in one place. With the slogan, no more spreadsheets, Total Control builds digital products together with restaurants, hotels, municipalities, and households to ditch manual processes, streamline food inventory management, generate the monthly cost of goods sold, and accounting reports super easily. Thank you, Dana. So yeah, a bit of background about Ricardo. He loves building digital products, leading multidisciplinary teams, and managing the process behind the delivery of digital products. So, Ricardo, thank you very much for being with us. Can you give us a quick introduction to yourself and the work that you do at Total Control? Thank you very much for having me. So, uh, well, as you know, my name is Ricardo. I am originally from Venezuela. I'm living in Prague, Czech Republic. and working with Total Control around three and a half years now and leading the design and development team of the company. Could you tell us a little bit more about what inspired the founders to start Total Control and what you're focusing on right now? Yeah, so Total Control started by two co-founders at the beginning where they were working into the retail sector and they were watching the how food was trash every day after every chief of their war, right? So then they were starting to be concerned about this. So they were trying to figure it out. So potential solutions to reduce these food waste. But of course, as a typical story of a startup, there is a lot of pivoting in the process. So they noticed that, of course, retail, of course, it having the problem, but they really are not taking care of it. So then you needed to find a market or an industry more focused into it, like hospitality or municipalities, which are more concerned about the issue to take some actions. Awesome. And you kind of touched on the, the kind of, I guess, product development process and the pivoting. Your kind of early stage customer groups, as you've kind of touched on, include restaurants, municipalities, nursing homes, kindergartens. What was your process as an early stage business yourself or yourselves in identifying the customer groups and how they differ from each other, both in themselves, but also in their approach to solving this problem through the innovative product that you have now? I think that it's a combination between setting DPT and, of course, and research and and networking and moving around and of course ask and being part of the community of people concerned about that. So, so basically, of course, at first the company was focused on retail, but then going and presenting to retails and to experts, then they were saying, okay, 
Uh, yes, but then you need to pass through the entire bureaucracy of the corporates to arrive to a deal into that, or they could bring to the conclusions, well, uh, we can do that by yourself <laughs> and so on. But yeah, so this kind of negotiations that could take long. So then we needed to find a market who was more open to say, okay, we are not going to do a software by yourself. We need someone who give us a product, right? So so in that process, talking to experts, talking to the market, we figured it out, okay, the best fit is restaurant. They are more open. And of course, in that process as well, being part of an acceleration program or being part of programs like Innovation Norway, then they as well help you to introduce to the players which are more concerned of the topic. And this way, then of course, you talk to their actual users or decision makers into these sectors and then we start kind of measuring okay their level of interest right so and then is when of course we take decision okay let's prioritize these markets because they look more receptive to improve the situation yeah and just quickly in terms of that process what was the kind of timescales that you're talking of from like your first market research discussion or customer discussion through to kind of landing your first customer because it sounds like that was a, a real journey you are talking about you're asking about the time or time frame between that yeah time frames how long it took and, and what that process was like uh i think it could take like one year on that process let's say and of course it depends so of course we go to the markets try to talk to the decision makers the sustainable managers innovation people and of course also watching it from the point of view of funding to check, okay, what type of projects the municipalities or restaurants are looking for funding to be able to find solutions. And food waste is one of those big topics that there is a lot of funding allocated towards it. So they are looking for ways to innovate into into this. So that's a way to validate, okay, we should go into that direction because they are already having the funding or the allocation of time and money to to focus into this research and move forward. Yeah. That's super interesting. And on going up, I'm taking a step back on general innovation. For us, purpose-driven innovation to drive sustainability, whether that's in environment, social governance, is something that we've are always looking to support and we've talked a lot on in our podcast in season one as well as in season two and one of the really useful frameworks that we found in tech to help us focus on purpose-driven innovation is something called green engineering and for listeners who haven't heard of this term green engineering is the design commercialization and use of processes and products in a way that reduces pollution promotes sustainability and minimizes risk to human health and the environment without sacrificing economic viability and efficiency that's a bit of a mouthful but one of the example is something like integrating environmental impact assessment tools to the digital products that we build and ricardo as CTO of Total Control, as well as I know that you all have, throughout your career, built many different digital products. Have you ever explored green engineering or have you incorporated any green engineering principles into the products you designed and built? Uh, at this stage, I maybe will disappoint. Uh, not really, because it hasn't been. So if we're talking about green engineering to make sure that, the, let's say, the hosting is running through electricity, which is clean energy, for example, 
at this stage, we are using the typical hosting like AWS, for example, Amazon Web Services or this type of hosting providers. At this stage, it hasn't been our priority, although, of course, we are aware of this and, and that it needs to be transitioned step by step towards that path. Yeah, but honestly, at this stage, it's not really, it hasn't been on the agenda. We have been mainly focused, as you mentioned, on improving the processes of the inventory management to the restaurants and hospitality sector to more than uh, making market fit instead of, of course, improving for now the, let's say, or go towards more being sustainable or that would be, let's say, the next level that we want to reach after this process. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting point in terms of, as an early stage business, having to focus on the things that actually matter, like to the here and now. But you make an interesting point in terms of it being the next step or the next level. Have you, in either kind of prior roles or experiences, been able to kind of plan through that step towards kind of thinking about or bringing in something like the green engineering process? Or is it is that something that as you scale to the point where you've got capacity and you've got the resource to, I guess, retrofit back to that kind of concept. Is is that the kind of the route to it, do you think? At this stage, it's always, uh, for now, has kept into ideation, let's say, into, okay, we know this exists, but there is no, we haven't go deeper because there is not much providers offering this, or at least based on what we understand, there is not much, it's not quite mainstream, right? So we... Until now, we haven't go deeper into it. But even from my perspective, yes, I agree with it. And of course, we need to move forward towards a more clean management of, of our code and also how the hosting is running and so on. Yeah, but it, again, it's going to be part of the next stage. Yeah, when you've got the ability to do so. You, or Total Control rather, was recently named as one of Europe's most inspiring food waste changemakers by the European Food Waste Innovation Network. So congratulations for that. That's an awesome achievement. Why do you think it's important for more people to get involved in this space? And for someone who is kind of completely new to it, how would you encourage people to take their first step in doing so? Well, I mean, and in general, the statistics is that one third of the food that is produced in the world is going to the trash. So meaning that it's affecting us from the point of view that it's generating CO2, uh, is contaminating our, our environment and is bringing a lot of different problems, right? So maybe... You don't need to, of course, build a software and in one of the industries, uh, food-related industries, but you can start, uh, of course, being more aware of not trashing the food that you are using in your household, right? Or so that would be, of course, the initial initial step. Talking about that, we have an application called Total Control Home that basically is is made for. B2C and is basically to allow people in their houses to manage the inventory of food, also have recipes based on those inventories and, of course, managing their shopping list. So maybe that could be a starting point. It doesn't need to be your app, but it it can be even pen and paper or a napkin or, I don't know, something to help you. That's good enough to start the journey. Of course, it's more work for sure, but... But at the end, you are kind of giving your your two cents uh, in the in this journey. Yeah. 
Yep, and on that, I saw on your website that your or Total Control's vision is a future without food waste, where all people have healthy food to eat. I think that's a very impressive vision and something that we'll definitely need everyone's two cents to work towards. And within the wider digital inventory management industry, what do you think is missing in terms of technology solutions or innovations that can further support this vision of a future without food waste? I would say that, of course, it's a matter of having people in the industries that are really concerned about that. But I don't know the solution, honestly, on that perspective, because, of course, we have some customers that are really aware and they want to they are really creative. So let's say if they receive some food from the supplier that is close to expire, for example, they get creative and invent a way to make some food out of that as fast as possible because it's going to expire soon. And don't because if they would return it, then the food will end up in the lamp, right? So, so then... Uh, you need more people like that and in the in the market so maybe one way of course is to train people so actually we have a course as well that we are releasing right now where we are teaching people about food ways about what actions they should take that start from of course the basic ones to to something more complex like using a software or but then it needs to be something like this disciplined because at the end of the day, they can have the best technology, but if the team doesn't or the group of people working in the industry doesn't have the motivation, then it will go down. It won't work. Also, of course, there have to be more regulations coming out of, of the governments and so on. So who kind of sadly... I wasn't that type of person a few <laughs> months ago, maybe, but I would say that regulations in some perspective help from the point of view that, well, it it enforces the companies to to accelerate their innovation because if not, they will get some penalty or something or some incentive, right? So there have to be certain incentive and maybe, of course, penalties in case of... It's like when you are paying taxes, right, every year, so you need to do it because if not, you receive a penalty, right? So there have, or you can have certain incentives. So maybe that needs to happen in the food industry too. And is I think it's already happening with several uh, laws coming up uh, on that perspective. Yeah. I think just adding on to that, it's really interesting how, at least within sustainability, there's only so much um, digital solutions can help fight the challenge there is so much about helping or education in supporting behavior change whether that's with people in the industry or even consumers to change their behavior and perspective towards a challenge in order to implement tangible solutions and also Ricardo your point on regulations definitely there is only so much small organizations or coalitions or even consumers can do to such a broad and pressing challenge such as the climate change and waste and the sustainability agenda. So having the support of government and regulations is definitely something that can't be out of the picture. It has to be a combined force of 
digital innovation of behavior change as well as government regulations? I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a combination of all the all these parts. So there have to be uh, technological innovation who which facilitate the processes because, of course, I understand that, the, for example, in the context of restaurants or elder liquor centers or kindergartens, they are quite busy with their existing activities to add in then more administrative tasks, right? Like... So then you need a technology to improve the processes and automate them as much as it's possible, right? With the technology we have right now, which that way in the long term will save them time and bring them more insights about their operations of the business. Then in parallel to that, somehow, of course, it needs to happen incentive from the governments, for example, or penalties or regulations depending on the cases for example i know that in norway the let's say there are incentives to buy electric cars right so because that was a decision to be made in the government right so maybe there have to be some similar incentive uh, in regarding the food related industry right so regarding food and food waste so it's a matter of the combination of these two parts that in some matter will intersect and, and help to evolve the market, right? Um, Ricardo, I know that you work with lots of startups. You do some mentoring outside of total control with early stage founders or aspiring business leaders. And just want to learn more about how would you encourage other founders or aspiring business leaders to become sustainably led or to become a business that is mission-driven and purpose-led in order to positively impact or transform the industry that they're working in? Well, at this stage, honestly, I don't encourage anyone. I just follow the people who already are in the train. Um, so I don't believe into that theory of convincing people. Okay, maybe the maximum I can do is to say what are the facts. So Okay, these are the facts. We are using oil and fossil fuels and these products that are bringing us problems. And yeah, it's affecting us personally. And also mentioning, of course, there is all these market opportunities. So you have, I don't know, 7 billion people living in the world and every country needs to go clean energy and have a different way. So this is one of the biggest opportunities as you as a business to be participant into this transition and if this is not enough information then I don't know what else can you say to them right so it's that is no other I don't think I will waste more of my time if this doesn't match their expectations right this is like when you go to an investor and they are asking you what is your market well, more or less the market of, I don't know, solar energy or food waste prevention or other type of clean energies is infinite, right? This entire world. So why not to enter? Yeah, yeah it's a great point. And as you were kind of answering, you, you touched on some kind of pre-existing companies in the space or pre-existing people in the space that are, are doing well. Do you have any examples that you'd be willing to share of people that you kind of follow for what they've done, whether that's in the, the industry that you're working in or sustainability more broadly? At this stage, what I try to follow is, uh, 
for example, there is events of uh, the European Union, for example, which organizing about talking about sustainability, like I don't know EIT uh, energy, or EIT food, or EIT health. So there is a lot of these uh, European innovation uh, topics. Those are maybe one of the the topics I see. I follow as well. Uh, some newsletters from an organization called I Don't Have Time, uh, that maybe that could be helpful. Also, I was, well, yesterday I was actually doing another podcast and there was uh, one of the interviewees was talking about one community or let's say learning platform called Terra.do. So they are teaching about climate change and this kind of topic. So, um, so maybe that's something that it could be useful if you want to enter into climate tech, understanding the challenges and opportunities into this sector. Then after that, uh, if we're talking more about business-oriented or why to do business and motivation, of course, uh, for example, I follow one founder, for example, Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk, from, but it's more about marketing and, and of course, this kind of stuff. But, but of course, you can see this person is this outgoing person that, of course, is pushing for innovation and, and enjoy the process, right? So I think if you are going to enter into innovation, sustainability, of course, you need to have this mindset of enjoying the process because it's, it it will take time, right? Of course, it's not an easy task. I am not saying it's an easy task, but but it's, a, it's really exciting to be part of it, right? So that's, and of course, it's difficult, but I don't think nothing worthy is that e- easy, right? So it's, yeah. Yeah, very true. And from Total Control's kind of success so so far have you got any kind of customer success stories or kind of consumer facing stories because you were talking earlier about your consumer facing product and that you can share with us with people who've used your platform or your technology yeah okay so from total control perspective at this stage or mainly one of our milestones has been uh, released this software into 21 uh, players of the municipality, one municipality in Norway, which is one of their main partners. So this is, let's say, one of the milestones. And also, uh, since they are managing their inventory, uh, typically one player is reducing food waste for around 30% of compared to the past. So before, after using the software, then it improved at least 30% in average. And that's one metric that we are using. Of course, now the, that's one case. Then, of course, we are running for now like pilots into one hotel and then running it out of their group. So it's like thousands of, of hotels. So ideal case is to collaborate with hotel change and bring it out. So it's still early, let's say, for for us. We are a company of three, four years now. But of course, it, it takes time, right? So, And the, I think the timing right now is, is correct. So there is more more and more interest of the industry to to make a change. So that's the, I think that's happening and it will continue. So maybe in one or two years, it will be, of course, ideal case and much more than these cases, right? And related to the consumers, actually, well, we have around 1,000 active users. So it's not that much, let's say, since our focus right now, marketing goes only to B2B. 
But uh, so we have the application in the market, but we are not really making massive investment towards B2C as a matter of priority because, of course, as a startup, we have limited resources and we need to prioritize what, where to focus and where we will have more impact. Uh, and also, of course, it will help us to be more sustainable uh, financially in this topic. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for such a wonderful conversation. How can people get best in touch with you or Total Control or learn more about your startup journey, Total Control's next steps, etc.? Yeah, of course. So uh, you can visit totalcontrol.com. So it's T-O-T-A-L-C-T-R-L.com. <laughs> and if not, uh, also you can find me on LinkedIn if you want to talk directly to me as Ricardo Monagas. Maybe I can share the link, of course, in the podcast description. Yeah, so those are the main topics for now. And also, of course, we have even a podcast as well called From Far to Fork. Yeah, I can share that if you are interested into the hospitality sector. So we are talking with hotel managers, restaurant managers, investors in the industry. So maybe that could be interesting as well if you want to collaborate into this environment. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll put all the, the links in the podcast description and to the consumer-facing tool as well. Definitely give that a try out personally and, and see what, what that helps me do. But thank you again, Ricardo, for being with us. It was great to have you on the podcast and good luck with everything that comes next. Yes, thank you very much for having me and all the best. Thanks for listening, everyone. For information about Meta and the work we do, head to our website, meta.partners. There you'll be able to find links to our blog, the company LinkedIn page, and more information about the team. If you have any questions about today's episode or suggestions for future shows, our Twitter handle is metatalks, all in one word. And you'll also be able to find the team and all sorts of exciting things we're up to on there. We'll be back with a new episode of the podcast next week. Until then, stay well and stay in touch.